Is milk really good for our children? How to choose the right cheese, breakfast cereal, healthier snacks? It's also confusing. Should we really invest in all those expensive organic fruits and vegetables? And what about supplements? For me, the biggest challenge is a quick healthy breakfast and what to pack in the tiffin every day. Kalyani, don't you feel ensuring that our kids are fed the right nutrition is a big task? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, especially when we are bombarded with so many so-called healthy and attractive products in the market. To make the right choice is rather impossible. It was so easy when we were kids, right? Limited Seriously. choices and most of them were homemade. So there was no question of good quality, freshness. It was never compromised, isn't it? I wish I could take our kids back in those times. Let, let me see if I can find a time machine for you. Please do. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kalyani. Hi, I'm Hibani. Welcome to Partners in Upbringing. We are parents just like you. looking for the answers to the parenting challenges we face on a daily basis big or small we are not the experts but we bring them to you along with the best practices and inputs from many fellow parents so if you are a conscious parent to bright young minds less than 7 years of age this podcast is just for you making the right food choices is not an easy job and if you are struggling just like us the wait is over In today's episode we have with us Dr. Vibusha Zambhekar a PhD in human nutrition and a training expert who believes in the concept of holistic health and that the root cause of all diseases is an imbalance in nutrients and we will be breaking some myths and stating some facts with her about the most common food choices we make in our day to day life Hi Vibusha Hi Vibusha welcome to partners in upbringing Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi Himani and Kalyani. Thank you so much for inviting me here. It's a wonderful opportunity to chat with all of the parents out there. So hi to all of you. Vibusha, let me start with the question which is bothering me every single day and I'm sure there are many parents like me. Is milk really healthy for our children? There are so many people who are turning vegan these days and sometimes milk is also labeled as junk. I mean, what is the truth? So as a nutritionist I believe that you know milk is uh, something which is really very healthy we should give milk to our children but these days you know milk is considered junk or not really that healthy there are few reasons for that the first and foremost reason is the way in which we introduce milk to our children all of us have that habit of giving uh, milk along with sugar right give milk to them in its original taste as it is without you know giving any additives Uh, any uh, health drinks or uh, even sugar let children experience the taste of milk and see if they like that taste the original taste of milk but what if the children refuse to drink just plain milk in its original form it's a daily fight for mothers <laughs> if your child likes milk which is sweet you can add a little bit of jaggery or you can add dates you can just make a paste out of dates and you can add that so add natural sweeteners or you can make milkshakes with fruits fresh fruits and which type of milk should we choose some are refrigerated and some are not and it's a difficult choice to make fresh milk of course is always the best choice so if you have uh, the different milk sources available that is cow's milk or buffalo milk uh, it's always better to have cow's milk but whatever milk you get if it is toned milk right 
सो बेसिकली टोन्ड मिल्क इज इट्स नथिंग सेपरेट लाइक काउज मिल्क और बफेलो मिल्क बट द न्यूट्रिय कंटेंट ऑफ दैट मिल्क इज एडजस्टेड टू अ स्पेसिफिक वैल्यू ओके सो देन इट इज बेटर टू हैव द टोन्ड मिल्क एनी मिल्क सोर्स विच यू गिव टू योर चिल्ड्रेन इट शुड बी डिवॉइड ऑफ एनी काइंड ऑफ केमिकल्स ओके सो एनी पैकेज्ड मिल्क इज गोइंग टू कंटेन अ लॉट ऑफ केमिकल्स प्रिजर्वेटिव इट विल श्योरली कंटेन सो इन यूएचडी मिल्क द मिल्क इज बेसिकली पास्चराइज राइट बाय हीटिंग इट टू अ वेरी हाई टेम्परेचर ऑफ इवन मोर देन हंड्रेड डिग्री सेल्सियस ओके सो वेन यू हीट मिल्क टू सच एन हाई टेम्परेचर इट लूजेस ऑल ऑफ इट्स वाइटामिन्स and the structure of protein also changes so such a milk if you consume you are not going to get anything out of it chances are that it will be pasteurized at a lower temperature the milk which has a lower shelf life there must be a very few chemical treatments or any other physical treatments like heat as compared to uht so the milk with shorter shelf life is much better than the milk which has long shelf life and mostly packed in those tetra packs right yeah so that would be always better because the nutrients would be retained in it uh, you can even try giving a different nut milks to your children which can be made at home like almond milk or even coconut milk so extract milk which can last for 7 days and freeze it can make little ice cubes out of it and you know uh, use some of them every day so a weeks worth of milk can be extracted in just one day uh, vibusha and what about uh, flavored milks they are all loaded with artificial colors artificial flavors a lot of sugar and uh, all of these you know chemicals that is mostly the colors and flavors they uh, also hamper the brain development of our children especially in the age group of uh, 1 to 5 so they make your child irritable they hamper the uh, you know concentration uh, process uh, of the child they make them uh, very fussy the, the children get angry quite easily so it's always better to avoid these chemicals uh, be wise about choosing your source of milk firstly it should be fresh uh, if not fresh try to make it at home but if it is not possible to even make uh, the almond milk or uh, extract any nut milk and you know uht milk is your only choice one more thing which you can try is instead of giving milk ferment that make buttermilk or make yogurt at home and give that to your child even that is an option Wow there are so many types of milks and specially that there are other sources of milks as well like nut milk and all that so kalani why don't we give a star rating to all these items so that it's easier to recall fantastic idea so let's give one star for foods which must be avoided and five stars for foods which are highly recommended so basically five stars for the plain cow's milk and homemade coconut and almond milk and just two stars for the tetra pack uht milk uh, vibusha all our kids love cheese cheese in pastas parathas sandwiches i don't think there is any food which they cannot have with cheese <laughs> <laughs> yes it's always stocked up in my fridge <laughs> are we doing the right thing and most importantly what type of cheese should we choose everyone likes cheese yeah so it is uh, the go to food for many parents i think you know but uh, because cheese is processed along with the protein which it has there is a lot of fats which is also there in it and other chemicals to preserve the cheese and to maintain its texture and its flavor it's not something which you should give your child every day 
to ensure that your child gets all the sufficient nutrients and the calcium and protein you know this is not a source of giving uh, all these food uh, nutrients to your children but if you want to choose a healthy form of cheese you can uh, choose one which is uh, natural the process in which cheese used to be made earlier it was by treating milk with a specific enzyme but the commercial cheese uh, you know bypasses this and it's a completely different process with using a lot of chemicals in a lot of markets where you get uh, organic food or you get natural healthy food you get natural cheese also you can choose that and then it is a healthy food to give to your children oh okay i'll keep that in mind vibusha i have a picky eater at home and my struggle starts right in the morning it's a busy time and i want to ensure that ahana has a quick healthy snack before she heads to school can you suggest a few breakfast options which our kids will like and are easy to make also is it okay to give breakfast cereals because that's kind of my to go and she's not so fussy about it so basically what does a cereal contain it's some starchy food right in the form of corn flakes and there are a little bit of oats and different nuts and berries added to it right so if you want uh, to give your child cereal so basically something which is just mix and eat so why not make a cereal of your own we get oats outside we can get unsweetened corn flakes outside and different nuts just mix those add a little bit of milk to it and to make it sweet you can add a little bit of jaggery or uh, like i said you can add dates or you can add a little bit of honey so store brought cereal it contains a lot of sugar it contains preservatives it contains a lot of chemicals to keep the uh, corn flakes or the oats crunchy and keep it very crispy oh my god really this is alarming so basically store bought cereals just get one star but then what are the other options for breakfast see so first of all breakfast should be the most nutritious meal of the day so if you want your child to be attentive uh, in school feel energetic throughout the day then you should give your child a very healthy and a nutritious breakfast but considering we have very limited time available in the morning or your our child might not even be that hungry in the morning so we should be able to concentrate more nutrients in a small meal right uh, that can be done by making different smoothies the smoothie can be based uh, with uh, yogurt or milk some berries or a little bit of nuts and some dates to make it sweet or some fresh fruit and make your child have that smoothie so this is something which is very quick it is fresh for uh, your child likes egg that is a very quick way to uh, make a fresh breakfast and something which is very nutritious a small egg omelet or one boiled egg can be given if the child does not like milk milk can be given after your child comes home also then a fresh fruit is another option sandwiches can be very healthy if made in the correct way so right from the choice of bread instead of a regular wheat bread you can try buying a multigrain bread many people have turned into very enthusiast cooks and bakers so you can even try baking a bread of your own you know bread has a good shelf life so you can make it in advance and use it throughout the week with respect to the different sauces and the different spreads unfortunately all of them are very unhealthy because they are loaded with palm oil flavors antioxidants and lot of chemicals try making uh, spreads at home and use them throughout the week so they can be made with yogurt and different spices added to it or making mayonnaise at home is also very simple mayonnaise uh, does not have a very small shelf life but 
but what about margarine versus butter see margarine is even more uh, i mean it's bad than butter and both of them have a lot of trans fats both butter and margarine so neither is good these trans fats interfere with the hormonal uh, development of children and it causes a lot of hormonal imbalance so you see that you know uh, girls uh, you know in last few years the menses start very early or uh, even in case of boys they have a lot of skin eruptions in the form of pimples or they are overweight so all these are signs of hormonal imbalance and trans fats are to blame in this case so it's always better to you know keep the usage as less as possible so if uh, you are a indian family so maybe uh, whenever uh, the option is available instead of using butter or margarine even if ghee is store brought that is much better than butter i'm kind of getting restless now okay because everything that ana likes they are falling into the better to avoid category just yeah, two just star. two stars yeah <laughs> but one more healthy option for a spread is the different uh, nut butters which are available peanut butter so nut butters can be used but only make sure that in nut butters also there are a lot of versions and the healthiest version is where the peanuts are not roasted so unroasted unsalted and unsweetened but if you are making the peanut butter at home can we roast the peanuts yes 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 if we are making at home we can surely roast it now another question is what about fruits because of course they are healthy but what i've heard is when you cut the fruits in advance and consume it later it loses the nutrition is this true because i usually give ahana a cut fruit in tiffin box but even if the fruits lose some nutrition is it still a better choice than giving say a packet of chips or is it the same instead of giving any junk food to our child better to always give uh, fruit because there are no other chemicals which are going to go from the fruit so and yes cutting of fruits will surely reduce the nutritive value but not that much i mean it is still okay it is still a better option there are some fruits which can be given whole also so see if you are choosing a banana you don't need to cut the banana or if you are uh, giving an orange Uh, or in case of an apple uh, there is not really you know a need to cut the apple so whenever possible give a whole fruit but in case of fruits like uh, melons or apples yes then you cannot give the fruit whole so you can keep a combination of giving different fruits in different ways and vibusha coming to fruit juices they are always perceived to be healthy Is it okay to give the small tetra pack juices for our kids in their tiffin boxes? I mean they all love them. <laughs> yeah, I'll just uh, answer it in a you know different way. So let us say you orange juice you make at home and taste the juice immediately after making it. Keep the juice in a very good glass bottle outside for 1 hour and in the fridge for 1 hour. Taste it and then taste it after 2 hours. so you will notice that uh, even in 1 hour the taste of that orange juice has changed and it becomes little bit bitter and that bitterness goes on increasing for you know the longer interval you keep the juice so basically the enzymes in that fruit are still active and they are still working and they are going to change the color and the taste of that juice whereas in a tetra pack juice have that juice today or have it tomorrow or have it after 2 days the taste is going to be the same right so that is because all of the enzymes in that juice are inactivated the color of the juice does not change because artificial color is added to it 
the taste will not change because extra sugar is added to it. Even though uh, the sugar is might not be added in the form of glucose, there are so many other ways to introduce sugar in that juice. My goodness. So just one star for Ishan's favorite apple juice. My God, I'm getting disappointed now. This is getting very tough. <laughs> Vibusha, can, can you please give me some good, yummy, healthy tiffin options? Yeah. So there are so many uh, Indian snacks which are uh, quick, which are healthy and which our children might like. Uh, Chivda is a very healthy option because we add uh, nuts to it. We add the, the dal, the puffed rice flakes which are available. So these are all so healthy options or the different laddus which are made at home. So they have a very long shelf life. If you keep them in the fridge, they can stay for at least two to three weeks easily. Or popcorn, that is also a very uh, simple, very healthy option. You can buy them outside, you can make them at home, whatever is convenient for you. Are popcorns really healthy, especially the ones which are popped in the microwave? Yes. If you compare it with junk food, this is always a better option. Okay, thank God. I am a bit relieved now. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Both Ishan and Neva love all those laddus and Indian snacks. But remember, not from those packets. Homemade. <laughs> that, that's the test. <laughs> but still manageable. Okay, now moving on to the pastas and the noodles. They're the favorite food amongst kids. How to make that a better choice? Yeah, there's no way we can say no to pastas and noodles. <laughs> Cannot. I, I don't think we'll be left with any options for even parties, right? <laughs> yeah, see, if you uh, have such whole wheat pasta or whole grain, uh, you know, options available, they are always a better option. Yeah, you can always use them to make pasta or to make noodles at home. Yeah, we even get uh, millet noodles. So, they are also a very good option to have. Yeah, and if the sauce is also uh, made at home, it's always better. You can add a lot of veggies to it. In fact, what I recommend to parents is if your child uh, likes having noodles at home, so you can uh, have the whole wheat noodles option, make your own sauce. And if the child does not like to have veggies, you can puree the all the veggies and make a sauce with that puree. We should choose the uh, healthier option which is available. Sometimes the instant noodles option is okay, but not every time. And now that you mentioned this, I remember that I had read somewhere that wheat may not be always the best option. Maybe, And that's why people choose the gluten-free options. Is this true? And most importantly, overall, which grains should we use more in our diets? See, I feel that all grains are very healthy, including wheat. There is no need to eliminate wheat from the diet. But different grains have different nutritive values. So the nutrition from wheat will be different from jawar and the nutrition of jawar will be different from bajra. So nutrition wise, it works well and it also helps you have a variety in your diet. So you can make parathas with wheat or you can make uh, dosas by using different grains. And one more thing is, there are a lot of options available now to buy organically or naturally grown grains. So that is an even healthier option because there are no chemicals used while growing them. So their nutritive value is better and they do not contain any chemical residues. So they are even healthier than the chemically grown grains. Wow, now that parathas and dosas are in the 4 and 5 star category, 
it's making me feel so more comfortable <laughs> <laughs> and we can shove any vegetable in, in those parathas and dosas i think that's the best part i like about them they're tiffin friendly as well i think they're one of the most versatile foods Vibusha another question was especially for the kids who don't eat and the parents who are very uh, stressed about giving enough nutrients to the child they kind of most of the times go for supplements to support the meals so what type of supplements should we choose for our children and uh, and are they really essential yeah are they really essential or is it just the marketing bluff <laughs> yeah because it's too much yes it is okay to do that and at times it is required but uh, i i would you know appeal to all of the parents that don't give such supplements on your own just because the child is looking uh, pale uh, start giving iron or you know you feel that your child uh, is not gaining a lot of weight or the height is not as much as it should be according to the age of the child start giving uh, calcium supplements don't do that on your own always it is better to consult your doctor or your nutritionist in case of children especially in the age group of 2 to 10 uh, you see that the children are very restless they become angry very often they are you know uh, adhd is very common among children of this age so supplementing in the form of a mixture of different b vitamins can make a lot of difference because all these b vitamins work on brain development and they balance your brain function but you know just reading of the internet and start supplementing on your own or you know uh, talking to other parents and knowing that you know uh, some these vitamins worked in case of this child and then starting it on your own it's not always helpful sometimes they might cause adverse effects also How about the vitamin C for immunity most of us are giving it regularly especially during this pandemic we no vitamin C is something which can be given to boost immunity that is because vitamin C is a single vitamin and it is a water soluble vitamin so there is not going to be uh, an excess of this vitamin present in your body whatever is required will be used up and the rest which is extra will be flushed out with water because it is a water soluble vitamin vitamin b is also a water soluble vitamin but it is not a single vitamin vitamin b is always called as vitamin b complex because it is a mixture of almost 50 or more vitamins so these b vitamins they act in synergy so if you just go on simply giving vitamin b6 supplements because it boosts immunity and you don't give other vitamins along with it it is going to cause an imbalance of that b vitamins oh okay Whenever we go out to the supermarkets for grocery shopping there are so many products out there which are actually literally just shouting buy me buy me i'm so healthy i'm so attractive but uh, it's very tough to make the right choice so can you give us a broad guideline as to what food labels should we choose and most importantly which are which ones should we really really avoid correct and i think some of the names and the terms used to describe say for example sugar or fats or trans fats is also different so what are the right terms that we should look for in a label yeah this is a very good question and we have to be very much aware about what we are buying by reading the food labels because so many such uh, culprits are masked in a different ways and they are added to our food 
the most common chemicals which are added are in the form of preservatives sodium benzoate calcium propionate sodium nitrite calcium sorbate edta bha bht these are all different ways in which preservatives are uh, introduced in that food the other ca- common uh, chemicals are the sweeteners so like you said in case of fruit juices they say that we have not added any sugar or glucose but the uh, different forms of sweeteners like saccharin aspartame high fructose corn syrup sucralose these are all artificial sweeteners so even though it is not glucose if any of these you no know, words are written it means that uh, there is an artificial sweetener added to the food there are a lot of color additives also so uh, whenever color is there always look for numbers because they are mostly numbered like fd and c uh, blue 1 or fd and c red 1 red 4 these are all colors there are flavor enhancers the most common is msg which is monosodium glutamate uh, hydrolyzed soy protein or inosinate these are all flavor enhancers and what about fats like that trans fats saturated fats can you tell us what to look out for as a thumb rule the fat which stays solid at room temperature is mostly the saturated fat and which is unhealthy so which has to be avoided whereas trans fats are man made fats okay so trans fats are formed when fat containing food is heated to a very high temperature so trans fats are always unhealthy and are completely they have to be avoided one more misguiding rule whenever you buy cooking oil sometimes it is written on that it is cholesterol free so the cooking oils which we use are all vegetable oils right they come from plant sources like sunflower oil or olive oil so they are never going to contain cholesterol architecture of a plant cell does not contain cholesterol it is present in an animal cell so they are naturally going to be cholesterol free so these are all misguiding words which are written but if the oil is refined oil the oil will contain trans fats or the fat content of the oil is very disturbed because of the process of refining because the oil is heated to a very high temperature even though this oil is cholesterol free the oil will cause an increase of cholesterol in your body when you consume it so refined oils should be avoided and we should prefer cold press oils right yes so don't go on the label of cholesterol free but look at the way in which the oil is extracted Hmm. Okay, now I need to get into the habit of reading all the labels and ingredients properly before I buy any more groceries. Yes, true. Okay, by the way, there is one more thing which was bothering me a lot. I have a sweet tooth. I can't do without sweets even for a day, and so do my kids. Oh so yes. How, how how many times can we say no no to chocolates and candies and all that? I it's know. it's not possible always. Not possible. <laughs> so how much sweet is okay? Can you please tell us that? Yeah, I think it should be two or three times in a week. See, first of all, all the sweet treats so they are going to contain a lot of uh, sugar. They are going to contain a lot of uh, fat or maybe some other additives also. So sweet treats only have to be consumed in a very small quantity. And while doing that, also you can be a little intelligent with respect to your choice. So if you are buying chocolates, try to buy dark chocolate. If you are buying cookies. there are a lot of uh, healthy options also available now we get ragi cookies multigrain cookies so if you can buy such healthy options available thanks a lot vibusha for answering all the queries so patiently 
Thank you so much, Vibusha, for helping us breaking so many myths and stating so many facts. Now, making better food choices is definitely going to be easier for us. Yeah, definitely. Aren't you guys amazed at how different the facts are than what we perceive it to be? Some of them are really alarming and scary. The next time I'm going to have my hands on maybe a jam bottle or refined oil bottle or a sugar-free juice, margarine, or even cereals. I'm going to think about this conversation with Vibusha. Seriously, it's unbelievable how we are manipulated. But now you've certainly got a little bit smarter than before. And before you think that some things are missing, let me tell you that this was just part one of nutrition, breaking some myths and stating some facts. In part two, we will be in conversation with a very well-known clinical nutritionist and coach, Miss Minu Agarwal, coming in our next episode. She will be sharing many interesting facts about nutritive choices we make on daily basis and especially clear doubts on choosing non-vegetarian food options. And this time you won't have to wait for 2 weeks. We will be releasing it on 29th of April which is just 1 week apart. On that note, it's time to say goodbye. We would love to hear from you. So please write to us with your feedback, comments and suggestions on upbringing.podcast@gmail.com and follow us as Partners in Upbringing on Facebook and Instagram. See you all soon. Stay tuned. Until then, goodbye, stay safe and, and happy, happy parenting. The content of this podcast is a copyright of the makers of this podcast, Partners in Upbringing. The information and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice unless stated. Please refer to https://partnersinupbringing.buzzsprout.com for further details.